show here this week without Travis Williams, but we're glad to still have one of his good buddies and somebody I love to cover, somebody who I know pretty good, coaching at Vanderbilt, and he's with the Pitt Panthers, Kevin Stallings now. Coach Stallings, good to talk to you again, and I want to know, man, are you getting ready for that cold weather in Pittsburgh coming up? You know what? I was born and raised in the Midwest, and um, I can honestly say that in my 17 years in Nashville that I never missed the cold one time. So I'm going to have to get out my old winter coats and see if they, <laughs> they're still in style and, and, and try to keep my, my butt warm a little bit this, this winter because it's going to be a little colder here than it was there. Oh, yes, yes, indeed, Coach. And, and Coach, I know you've been at Vanderbilt for 17 years, Coach. What about the Pitt Panthers gig was like, hey, this is where I need, need to go. This is a good place for me and my family going forward. Well, you know what, I think that um, uh, the first thing that attracted me is that they've always had, uh, not, not always, but they've had recent really, really good success here. I think that uh, uh, Pitt has been to the NCAA tournament 12 out of the last 14 years, uh, so there was something to be said for that. Obviously, their move to the ACC was very attractive to me. Um, the ACC has kind of been the best league in college basketball for a number of years, had eight teams in the NCAA tournament this year, would have had nine if Louisville hadn't have had to disqualify themselves. So I, I think just the power of the league, the, the resources of the university, uh, the success of the basketball program, and, and, and just a new challenge. I was ready for a new, new gig, as you said, and, um, and it's, been, it's been really good so far. And, Coach, as far as the community of Pittsburgh, how they've been treating you and your family, and I know it's hard when you change jobs. Is your family up there with you already, or are you kind of still getting adjusted to it yourself? No, you know, so far um, I'm the only one up here. Uh, my, my daughter's a sophomore in high school, and, and uh, she's still back in, in Brentwood going to, uh, going to her school. And so we'll, we'll see what happens uh, in the future in that regard. We, we may try to grind it out and see if um, – if we can keep her in school there. But um, the people of Pittsburgh have been very, very good to me, very nice. Uh, it's a very friendly uh, city uh, with very friendly people, and, and um, they've made me feel very, very much at home so far. And, and like I said, I'm very excited to be here. Folks, we have Kevin Sollins here on the Boss Man Show, the new Pitt Panthers head coach. You'll see him when he played Georgia Tech this year at McCamish Pavilion with new coach Josh Pasner here in Atlanta. And, Coach, uh, I, I read a story over on Father's Day about how you went to go see your son play at Wrigley Field, and it got to be a thrill for you knowing that your son plays in the Pirates organization. You can see your son play sometimes, but how was that trip to Wrigley Field like for you and your son on Father's Day? Well, you know what? It was probably the the greatest singular athletic thrill of my lifetime, and I've had a number of them. I've played in the Final Four. I've gotten to coach in a couple of Final Fours. Um, you know, won championships, uh, done some re really fun, pretty spectacular things in, in my lifetime and, and uh, or been a part of them at least anyway. And, and But that one pretty much took the cake when, when you see your son make his, his ma major league debut uh, on Father's Day, no less, at Wrigley Field. That was um, uh, a terrific moment uh, for him, a ter terrific moment for me, and, uh, and, and something that I'll always remember. Now, Coach, I thought about you on Monday night when I was in D.C. at the Pittsburgh Steelers game. I know you at wherever you met Mike Tomlin and how cool he was. So tell me about it. how is it cool to meet Mike Tomlin at practice that day, and and, how, and you feel like you know having him come talk to your team a little bit when he has some time to inspire your guys as well. Well, I tell you what, I think Mike Tomlin is an absolute stud. Uh, I, I met him, probably spent about thirty minutes with him one day at um, uh, at a at a pit football practice and. 
and the Steelers were coming out to practice at about the same time. They share the same facility. So um, I, I was able to spend some time with Mike, and, and um, uh, like I said, he's a, he's a first-class guy, obviously a first-class coach, um, welcomed me with open arms, said if there was anything he could do for me personally or professionally that he was more than willing to do it, uh, insisted that I take a cell phone number, um, told me that he would help with recruiting if he got the chance to. So, I mean, there, there wasn't much that he didn't cover in those 30 minutes, and, and it was really a, uh, one, one of my top, top moments and, and top experiences since I've been in Pittsburgh because I, I really have a great deal of respect for Mike Tomlin. Now, Coach, before you get started with your season, you're going to go catch a game of theirs before you get going with, with, with your guys? You know, I would like to catch a game. I, I certainly would, and, and um, I, I don't know if it will happen. It may. Um, I, I probably could sneak over there one Sunday afternoon and, and, and watch them play. They obviously looked very, very good last night, or excuse me, uh, last Monday on Monday Night Football. But um, uh, that's a big deal around here now. The Steelers, that's, you know, that's, that, that's big stuff around here. And, and uh, uh, so they say they watch those 16 games pretty closely around here, so it's going to be fun to watch it. Yes, indeed, folks. We have Kevin Thomas here on the Boss Man Show. Now, Coach, now you, you're going to ACC now, Coach. Do you have to recruit a different type of player than you did at Vanderbilt, being the ACC now? And when it comes to recruiting, you're going to try to get guys more so long and lanky guys or more hard-nosed guys. What kind of guys are you going to get for your team at Pittsburgh now going forward? Well, we would like to recruit some of the very similar kind of guys that we had uh, while I was at Vanderbilt. I mean, obviously, we had five pros in the last four years, and and those are the kind of guys you're looking for. Uh, we've got four Hall of Fame coaches in our league, um, so obviously some of the best basketball programs, some of the blue blood, bloods in college basketball. Uh, but, you know, I don't know that we'll, we'll change the kind of kid that we recruited or the kind of player that we recruited, but we'll have to probably change the – the geographic portion of it because uh, at Vanderbilt, we, we really kind of had to go nationally to recruit our players. And, and um, obviously there was, you know, probably more of an emphasis on the South being in Texas and, and, and whatever, but uh, there'll be a lot more Northeastern East coast kind of stuff here, even down into Georgia and Florida. But um, I, I think the region will change a little bit. We'll, we'll be a little bit more regionalized, uh, but in terms of the kind of player that we want, we'll, we'll still try to get those guys that are very, very skilled, uh, as athletic as we can find, and obviously as much toughness as we can find as well. Now, Coach, as far as workouts, did you get a chance to see your guys work out in the spring and summer? And if so, how, how are your guys looking going into your fall practice coming up here in October? Well, I got a chance to work with them for a couple of weeks right after I'd taken the job. Um, I was very impressed with them then. I was I stayed impressed with them during the summertime. Uh, we probably had one of our best workouts that we've had since I've been here today. So they, they continue to look good to me. We've got a lot of experience uh, for seniors that uh, played a lot of ball last year. Uh, most of them started. Um, and so uh, we, we feel like we have a chance to have a very good team. I'm not sure how deep we are yet, uh, but if, if we can if we can create some depth and stay healthy, I, I'm very encouraged about the, the prospects for our season. Now, you know, we had this big debate here on the show last week about basketball conferences, and I said pretty much that ACC is the cream of the crop, Coach. For With you, I got all those Hoffman coaches, as you mentioned, and just the, just how the teams you have with Syracuse and, you know, Duke, yourself at Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, you have Florida State, you have all these great teams. What's the difference in your mind between ACC basketball and, and the basketball that you're in ACC now going forward? 
You know what? Uh, people have asked me that, and and uh, here's here's the only thing I can say about it. Um, I know that when when I was you know in that league for 17 years, we were doing everything we could to try to close the gap in in so many different ways between what we did and what the ACC was doing. Um, but I, as I look at as I look at the league, as I mentioned, uh, this league, the ACC has four Hall of Fame coaches presently. The SEC has one Hall of Fame coach presently. So there's a difference of three Hall of Fame coaches. That's one thing. Second thing is, last year the ACC got eight teams in the tournament. The SEC got three. And so, um, obviously, fortunately, we were one of the three at Vanderbilt. But, but um, obviously, um, you know, the ACC just had a, a much better year. But you know what? Here's another thing. In the last five years um, – uh, the ACC has, has put 53 guys in the NBA, and and that that's more than than any league in the country. So um, just just those facts right there alone kind of tell you. And then when you start talking about whether it's Carolina or Duke or Syracuse or Louisville or Virginia or or so many others in this league, it, it's really just a phenomenal league from top to bottom. And it'll be a big challenge, but it's something I'm I'm really looking forward to. Now, Coach, taking you back a little bit here, Coach, as you leave Nashville, you leave behind a great basketball town. With We know you got Tennessee State's now playing better. Kermit Davis beats Sarah. He has upset in the tournament. Dave Lewis gets in the tournament as well. You have Lipscomb, of course, and Casey Alexander and Rick Bird. So what do you think of Nashville as a basketball city with all these different schools now playing well at the same time? Well, that was a great place to be from that standpoint because – uh, you know, like you said, you know, and, and look at the year that Dave Luce was able to have last year at, at, at Austin Peay. Now, I know they're not, you know, in the Nashville city limits, and neither is middle for that matter, but a, a number of great programs around there. Um, it was an exciting time to be in, that, in, in the central part of, of that state uh, from a college basketball standpoint. And, and um, uh, again, so many of those teams are having great success. We were fortunate to have our success at Vanderbilt. Rick's obviously done a phenomenal job at, at, at Belmont. Uh, Casey's going to get that thing going at Lipscomb. And, and, and so, uh, yeah, Edgy McCurman has the unbelievable upset of Michigan State last year in, in the tournament. So um, bat- basketball in, in, in Middle Tennessee area is, uh, is really, really phenomenal as, as far as the collegiate level goes, and, and I'm sure it will continue to be. And finally, what I have for you, Coach, I'm going to tell you, I truly enjoyed your, you on the March Madness coverage. You was great. You was funny. You was witty. Man, I loved it. But my favorite part is when you played your guitar, Coach. And well, are you still getting lessons in down here in Pittsburgh? And will you ever play for your team and maybe to light them up a little bit? You know what? I'm not good enough to play in front of my team, and I sure as heck <laughs> wasn't good enough to be playing on national television. But I'm sitting there uh, on the set, and the guy says into my ear, okay, get up and go grab the guitar and start playing. And they didn't tell me it was coming when they when they brought the thing out. I thought, what the hell are they bringing a guitar for? <laughs> and and, um, and and sure enough, they tell me to go play it. So um, I'm not taking lessons. Uh, I miss my guitar teacher in uh, in Nashville, Tom Ledden. Uh, I took lessons from him for about six or seven years, and and we had a a great deal of fun. And uh, I would have been taking a lesson tonight, as a matter of fact, because Thursday night was my night, and um, and and Tom and I had a lot of had a lot of great times and. And uh, but but anyway, I miss that. But right now, there's it just doesn't seem to be time to do it. I've got to I've got to figure out a way to maybe build that back in. But you know, as great a city as Pittsburgh is, I, I doubt if there the there are the same number of really good guitar players as there are in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. so, and it was, was, was that music thing in Nashville was pretty spectacular. 
<laughs> well, Coach, I tell you what, you did, hey, for me, you did a good job, Coach. I mean, I was well, like, hey, well, Coach, Coach hey, could play really I, nice. I was, I was on the spot, man. I, I was on the spot, so I didn't know what to do, so I just started strumming that thing. Hey, you did a great job, Coach. Well, Coach, I'm happy you're in Pittsburgh on Mystery Vanderbilt, but I will see you at Georgia Tech this year, and I look forward to talking to you again down the road, Coach. All right, thanks for having me on. You guys have a good night. Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com consulting.com once again www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24 or you can call me at 404-542-607 once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Back in the job, the boss man show. We had Kevin Stallings, a new pit head coach. I got a special guest for you. I told you she'd be on the show, and you know, True Speech is a Detroit guy. She's a Michigan girl, so it works good for us. We're joined by Nicole Hoops Alexander. She's a reality starting entrepreneur. Nicole, how you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm great. I'm glad to hear that. I have to ask you a question because uh, I was in 
your hood, kinda, uh, this what? weekend because the Titans played the Lions. Now, I know I, it. <laughs> I know you got a crib in Tennessee. I got a crib there still too. But you're a Michigan yeah. girl. So who are yeah. you rocking with? On who are you rocking with? Were you, you sad or happy? Know. What was it? Okay, it's really crazy that you say that because my sister Megan, my baby sister, is an avid diehard Lions fan, right? And so I guess that sibling rival rivalry comes into effect. So I had to go with Tennessee because she was riding with Detroit. So we were going back and forth. And guess what? You know, I hate to lose. And so what? We came out with the victory by one. Oh, it was great. <laughs> Boy, did you, I was like... I could not believe that the Lions let the Titans actually beat them. They dominated the whole game and let these cats flip up on them and beat them at the end. Like, for real? Really? I know. I know. And they came out of the first game they played and dominated that game. I mean, I just, you know, we were in for it when I threw Detroit, but we came out with a victory. So everybody always asks me, who is your favorite team? I love, I'm obsessed with football. I think it's the feel, the sound, and, and everything, you know. But um, I don't have a, a, I don't have a favorite team. I love the Patriots. I would have to say them first. But you know, overall, I just love the game. I love it. You love the game, I hear. But you gotta pick one. You gotta have. You gotta ride for one team. You can't. You can't be having a favorite <laughs> player on this team. I like that player. I like him. I know. He, you I gotta love, pick. You, you know gotta what? pick somebody. You have friends. I'm like all the teams, you know what I mean? So how do you go against one? But I'd have to ride with the Patriots, okay, if I have the to pick Patriots, one. Patriots, <laughs> okay. So deflate, you're a deflator. You're a deflate gate girl. You're a chowder head. I see you. You're a chowder head. You're, I see you. The clam chowder. I see you. They're getting it bad. I'm going to ride with them. I feel you. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Even though I cover the yeah. Falcons, the Panthers, and the Titans, I'm a Cowboy fan. Throw up that X, for real. Dak Prescott yeah, is balling for real. He's no, balling he, out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with him. I'm a Dallas fan as well. I just feel like he would be biased if I just said Cowboy. See how you get me caught up? <laughs> hey. But, yeah. Hey, I'm not trying to get you it's caught up here. We, see, we, we're it's like the funny. anti-gossip show here. We're trying to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? We don't <laughs> get you caught up. We don't want that to happen to you in the car. We don't like, oh, we don't so like drama around these parts. <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy. So, I really yeah, am. It's going to be an interesting season. I'm, I'm excited. Folks, we got Nicole Hoops. I was on the Boss Man Show having a good time with me today. Now, I got to ask you, you got, I know you got this so. Uh, Wine and champagne line coming out. I know, yeah. So tell me, yes, sir. how do you go about getting that industry? Like, how do you <laughs> pick a wine or a champagne? How was that junk made? Because I like drinking that stuff. So you got to tell me, how's that stuff from the ground up made? Come on, now. You Talk are to so me. funny. Did you say how? Did you say you don't like to drink it, or you do? No, I love it. Look here, I'm going to drink it oh. after the show. I'm going to drink tonight some wine in my office after the show. <laughs> I love to drink wine and champagne. You just don't know. <laughs> okay, see, that's awesome. That's how it started for me. And that's exactly how it started. I'm a cooker. I love I love to cook. So I usually pair it with wines, but mostly I'm dumping the wine in the food. So with that, wow. I've always had a taste for it. I'm obsessed with structures of wines because I'm more of a cooker, and I love the structure of food. So... That's what got me into it in the first place. And then I just started drinking more than I was cooking with. So I'm like, you know what? It was so crazy because I got approached. And I get inquiries all the time, like for several different businesses. But 
wine came to me. It was a company out in actually where you are in Atlanta, Gold Bottles. And they were like, you know, we think that you can completely carry your own wine line. Like, we ha- we have the oil development here. You know, we have distribution in LA, like everywhere. I'm thinking like, how crazy is that? And I'm talking to my, you know, to my business partner, Dre. And I'm like, Dre, you know, I love wine. Like, what do you think? Should we do it? And see, it's a it's a business venture I've never stepped into. You know what I mean? I can't tell you I'm a wine town in the store. I just know what like good wine tastes like. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, let's go gotcha. for it. And then that's how it happened. And so we did the wine tastings and things like that. And I swear I must have threw away like 10, 17 bottles before. I picked up to one of the wines. They were like, oh, this is going to be a long process. But I'm picky. It has to be great, you know? So I'm exactly. excited about the live. Now, it's gonna be I'm going to ask you this. Now, mm-hmm. this you know, threw me off that I went to Walmart and saw wine in Walmart. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on here? Like, I saw like a Walmart liquor store, like, for real, like a separate Walmart liquor store. Now, for all my listeners who out there who are value shoppers, we talk about on the Boss Man Show, we don't want to be at the Walmart liquor store for the help of people who are value shoppers out. <laughs> right. I, you know, we're like the Bible. We're part of the Bible state. No, we just got liquor besides the abc stores in our in our walmart so even just walking through it is so weird to see it to see it there but are you asking if my line's going to be in walmart is that what you're really asking yeah we're partnering we're partnering with sam's um there, it's going to be everywhere sam's club's going to be in department stores like that I, we're hoping that it will be in walmart you know i don't want to knock on wood too soon It'll be in Walmart. Obviously, it's going to be in 94 cities across the United States, and then we're going to start reaching out internationally. I mean, there's going to be a really good, strong push, and we're almost done with the campaign right now. And, you know, launching Halloween. So, I mean, it's going to be pretty dang on great. I'm so excited. And it tastes Halloween, so good. Halloween, a great day. Are yeah, you gonna it's my Halloween? Are you gonna I am going to be in Atlanta. Are you going to come? <laughs> I, I just might come because guess what? Yeah. On Halloween, I'm going to be Jerome. This is my costume. I'm going to be drawn. Oh, like, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. That's my costume for this year. Jerome. That's what I'm going to be this year. I have to see it. I was, yes. I was Jerome like a few years ago. I dressed up as Jerome a few years ago. I'm going to have to send you a picture. It was hilarious. <laughs> Please do. Oh, my God. Like, you know, <laughs> look, look, I will tell you a quick story. I was yeah. directing the choir at church one day last year, and I got caught up and started doing, uh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I said, oh, I said, Pastor, oh, forgive no. me. Oh, I, was, no. <laughs> I got caught up for a second. I, I mean, <laughs> I saw something out in out in in the in the stands. It got me. I was like, junk in the trunk. No, you it didn't. All no, came you better not have. You did not. <laughs> I did. I, I mean, sometimes. See. I'm gonna tell you oh, on this God. show. I do a lot of impersonation on the show, so I got voices in my head. And stuff comes oh, out. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know it what? happens. At least you were in the church, and that's the perfect place to ask forgiveness, you know. So, it's all exactly. good. <laughs> exactly. Now, mind you, I ain't doing the church ever since then. But <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was relieved of my duties after that day. I was relieved of my duties. They told me I can help with the church, help with the little kids, but I can't be in the choir no more. I said, fine. Oh, I know, no. I, I, I I said I know I'm a little bit too ratchet and and unrefined for for the choir. <laughs> well, on your behalf, you know the women be wearing them tights. They're doing yes. all up in church like that, trying to be all subtle. 
Ah, I got you. <laughs> exactly. And I know you got a, a game a app coming out, too. You got to tell this video game. And y'all talking yeah. about the survival of the fittest. What's it all about, Nicole? Oh, survival of the fittest is like my life inside of a mobile game. <laughs> um, It's just, it's, it's an adventure game. Like, it, I mix um, physical challenges mixed with mental challenges. And that's based off of one of my favorite shows that I've ever did on reality. Um, I love money. And I don't know, it just kind of captivated me and stayed with me. And plus, I mean, it's how I live my life anyway. Everything's a challenge. I'm either challenging my friends with or friends or family or whatever. You know what I'm saying? To something. So, but this game, it kind of gears people to, to be active um, because everybody says, well, how do you stay so fit? And what's your agenda? And what, you know, what's your routine? I didn't really have time for like, routines or going to the gyms and, and things like that but i try to stay active so there is um you know your footsteps get tracked on the phones and everything so it'll be incorporated within the game um i don't want to give too much away it's going to be very interesting super exciting and it's going to keep people active so i'm, I'm just in in the graphics of it it's like minecraft meets like zelda it's it's awesome it's so awesome buildable characters and of course i'm a character change clothes and hairstyles and things like that. Always got to look good, feel good. That's what I say. Yes, <laughs> so it's going to be very good, interactive. Good. It's going to be awesome. Feel good, look good, look good, look good, play good. I feel you, Nicole. There you I'm go. Actually, there you go. Now, it's going to be on all phones. Like, I know people, yes, people got the little galaxies, the iOS. Yes. It's going to be on all them phones. Yes. Yep, Android and iOS. Even the flip phone people got, they got, they got they the flip phones people too. Can they get one? Oh, they're going to have to get on the computer or something. I don't know about the flip zone. I don't even know. I got colors to my game. <laughs> I am not down to flip phones, though, because they are indestructible. You hear me? <laughs> I feel so, you like, no. Nah, I saw a cat yeah. with old Nextel Trooper. Oh, geez. That's so funny. I yes. have one, so I can't say nothing about it. <laughs> like, I remember the old school Boost Mobile came out. Chirp, chirp, like, I'm like, I'm yeah. not too keen on chirping inside of a restaurant or, or inside <laughs> of like the, of a store. Like, you can't chirp yeah. me and I'm in a restaurant. Bro, what you doing, <laughs> bro? Like, what? <laughs> like, for real? Loud, like, for make real. it go off on purpose, act like they were like in high demand. <laughs> exactly, like, for real. Like, that's yeah. what's up, so folks. Get that game when it comes out. Now, uh, what, what are the works you got coming up, Nicole, for us? Movies, production, shows you're going to be on, you can talk about. Talk to us. What, let the people of Atlanta know what else you got going on that can keep up with you here on the Boston <laughs> Radio Network. <laughs> right, that was good. Um, well, usually through my social media. I mean, I, I don't post often, but I do post. Um, you can find me at The Real Hoops on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram and um, Snapchat. I mean, there's so many different outlets. Now it gets confused and I'm like, okay, which one do I do? Because there's such a, dem a, a different demographic on each one, you know? So, um, But I, I recently did a movie in Atlanta, once again, Atlanta, and um, it'll be coming out soon, right? Um, so I filmed it already and then um, been involved in um, directing a, a parts of a documentary and um my good friend and branding manager, Trey Davenport, Davenport, wrote a book on her very good dear friend, Brian Brown. It's going to be an awesome, awesome little docu-series we made out of interviews and things. And it's just, um, we're super about it. He has his own show coming. It's going to be a compelling story. And um, so I'm happy to be a part of that. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm getting into the fitness avenue. There's so many different things. But right now, 100% of my attention is just with these two business ventures with the wine in the game, you know, once those get pushed and, 
they can pretty much work on their own, then I'll move on. For sure, we're showing the code. Mm-hmm. When you're in the ATL, kind of hit me up. We got a hey, gal. It'll be a great time. I'm a fool. I know you probably have to have a good time. Be a fool, too. It'll be all yeah. to the goody good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> hey, I tell you what. I appreciate your time with the night, Nicole. We got to do it again real yeah. soon. And anything, tell Andre or Trey to hit me up. Love to talk to you and anytime you want to, okay? That's awesome, and I'm going to see you soon at the Spookin' Tip. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. All right, see ya. See you, folks. That's Nicole Hoops. That's on the Boss Man Show. Coming up next, Jeff Chadiha, NFL Talk after the break. Mike Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com consulting.com once again www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24 or you can call me at 404-542-607 once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The baby album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Man, show them a drum by Jeff Shadihab, NFL media here talking about the NFL. I've been watching for years on the Jim Rome show back when we used to host that show back in the day. Jim Rome was burning, man. So, got to have you on the line with us, yeah. Jeff. How's this going with you, brother? 
They're going well, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. I want to talk to you about our Falcons, man. Uh, we're kind of we don't know how to feel about them right down here, Jeff. Are we should be happy, excited about them, or we should be worried because they play the Saints at New Orleans. They beat the Raiders, who kind of to me stunk up the joint a little bit Sunday. They Tampa kind of dismantled them on defense. No pass rush there. So, Jeff, how you feel about our Falcons so far, man? You know, it's hard to, to say. You know, they got off to a good start last year, and they're 4-0, and Julio Jones was blowing people away with his big games, and Matt Ryan was doing great things, and, and they wound up not being that great after that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 try to, uh, I try to temper my expectations with them, but it, it, it's a good sign. But they're, they're scoring points. They're, they're growing. I think Dan Quinn's a, is going to be a really good coach and is, off, is doing some good things down there, but um, you're right. I think that division and that conference is, is so competitive right now that it, it's they're going to have to have uh, probably ten wins to make the playoffs. And right now, I don't know if they're. I wouldn't say they're a ten win team right now. Yeah, especially when you have after New Orleans a tough game. Always for them on the road. Then you have Carolina at home. Then you go to Denver and Seattle. After that, <laughs> like this team could be two and four or one and five coming back off that trip, man. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the NFL for you. There's not, not going to be many easy weeks in there, and even when you think you do have one, you can get bit. Um, so look what happened with Seattle and the LA Rams this past week, where you know it's Rams awful in San Francisco, and they come back and get a big win at home. But you're right, the Falcons are going to have to show. I think looking at last year, they were able to get away with some things and, and mask some of their deficiencies early on. And those things came back to, to bite them later on in the year. Uh, they have to get the defense figured out still. Um, I think they had a lot of holes there last year and it's hard to fill some of those things. You know, they, they've got some talent on offense with Devontae Freeman and, and Julio and Matt Ryan, but it's just, again, in that division where you have to score a lot of points to win and that conference, exactly. you've got Green Bay you know the NFC East, and you've got you know Seattle and Arizona. It's just you, if you start slow, you aren't going to catch up. Exactly, folks. We're talking about Jeff the Jihad here on the Boss Man Show, great writer for NFL Media. I tell you, Jeff, I saw your piece with Josh Norman this week. Uh, it was very interesting how he's different characters before every game, man. How interesting was that to talk to him about that? And what kind of guy is Josh from the? He's not the rah rah guy we see on the camera all the time. How is he just when he's just laid back and just talking to you real easy, man? Yeah, I, I'm a big Josh Norman fan, and, and I met him last year. We did a big store in the Carolina Panthers when they were undefeated, and we got a chance to meet Josh then. And people didn't really know much about him because he was still kind of like he had he had a big start to his year, but nobody really did a lot of interviews with him. And so sitting down and talking to him, I, I loved his passion. I loved his enthusiasm. He's the type of guy who will say anything, which is always great for a journalist to come across. And you know, I, I, I always feel like he's a lot like Marshawn Lynch to me, who I've gotten to know and did sto- done a story on or two with him. Uh, he's just very real, and and you all, you never have to wonder about what he's feeling or what he's thinking, or if he's trying to be political or diplomatic. Right? Josh is going to tell you how he feels. He's going to react authentically, and and I think that's a big part of his his charisma, his charm, is that he's very very genuine. Exactly, and his team, the Redskins, in the zero and two, is reports from PFT that Kirk Cousins has people trying to get some locker room saying they wish they could have Colt McCoy and has more points than Kirk Cousins. Do you feel like if Kirk Cousins should have took a long term deal this offseason, and now that he's betting on himself, is maybe going to backfire on him now? 
Well, you know, it's, it's very possible. Um, you know, it's, I had a chance to talk with Kirk this, um, up in, back in training camp, in fact, and we talked a lot about that deal and the $20 million franchise tender he got and where his head was at. And, and I asked him point blank, like, how do you not put a ton of pressure on yourself knowing everything you have to do um, this season, knowing how much is hanging in the balance? And he said, you know, you don't want to do it, and you try not to do it, but, you know, it's very real. And when I watch him right now, I feel like he is putting a lot of pressure on himself. Uh, you know, you see guys missing open receivers or under-throwing dudes, or, you know, or coming out open over the middle. It's just I think a lot of the throws he has in the, in the last two games have had a lot of weight on it. And so it's it's a big difference when you're playing to prove you should be the starter as opposed to playing, you should be the franchise quarterback. And he needs to get back to where he was last year, where he was wild and loose and free and, the you know, you like that guy. Um, yeah. He needs to go back to that because that's what got him to where he is. Yes, indeed. Folks, we're joined by Jeff Richard here on the Boss Man Show. Saying that division, Jeff, is the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott has been playing pretty good his first games of the season, and it's been rumblings whether Tony Romo will get his job back once he's healthy. Do you feel like Romo's job is in danger if Dak keeps winning, or do you think Jerry Jones will go on and say, hey, Tony's our guy, we're going to play Tony, that's our leader? So how do you feel like check out in Dallas right there? Uh, I, I do think that Tony Romo will get his job back once he's healthy. They've got a lot invested in him, even though he's 36 and he's been banged up the last couple seasons. I, I do believe that he is still Jerry, uh, Jerry Jones' favorite. You look at the history of Jerry Jones with the Cowboys. He has, you know, long been known for falling in love with players and holding on to guys for long periods of time and being very patient with them. So uh, I, I think he wants the Tony Romo to be there as long as he possibly can. But does he feel good about his future now with Dak Prescott there? Hell yeah. I think he knows that when Tony Romo is done, he's got a quarterback that can, you know, take it and run with it, which he didn't have when Troy Aikman retired, you know, whatever it was two decades ago. And, you know, the Cowboy defense shocked me this week, Jeff, and they actually made some plays to keep them in the game. Now, Randy Gregory is going to be out for 14 weeks now. He dropped the appeal to the NFL, PA did. Where don't we get a pass rush from? Because, I mean, they, they're trying everything they can, but they can't, they can't get a pass rush to stop anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to feel like, has he ever played a game? I feel like he's been suspended his whole career, Randy Gregory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Always. You know? Like, I remember him being on the field. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like, uh, they've had two or three other guys, um, a couple other guys who've had similar issues or so. Look, it's tough. You know, you you want to be able to go out there and play good defense, but if you got guys getting in trouble who are getting suspended, it's, it's hard to do that. It's you know, as they always say, pass rushers don't grow on trees. You, know, you exactly. have to be able to find guys who can do it and, and do it consistently. And if you're losing two or three guys in, in one off season for any length of time, it's tough to come back from that. Now, is there any rumblings whether former Cowboy Greg Hardy would get a job this year, or is Greg Hardy out of the league for good now? You know, I haven't heard anybody mention his name, and, and I do believe he's, after what happened in Dallas, it was bad enough how things went down in Carolina with the domestic abuse case. Um, but I think the way he carried himself in, in Dallas really, like, turned people off even more. You know, he's, he's a talented player. He can do a lot of things for you, but nobody wants that kind of heat right now. You look at where Ray Rice is, and, you know, he hasn't had a job since he hit his wife, and, and that went public. And uh, I think Rick Hardy's in the same boat now. It's just you can't really 
justify having him on your roster if he's doing that kind of stuff because it's a different day in the NFL. You're right about that. And there's another circus going on up in Buffalo. I read a report where Greg Roman was fired after the team pitcher. The Pagulas met with the team prior to Rex Ryan to ask about the offense. Is this just a, 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 like a ticket time bomb, Jeff, to where Rex and Rob are going to be fired eventually, maybe before the season's over with up there in Buffalo? Or is he, is he safe? It's only a year or two. What's your feeling about Buffalo, man? Well, I was doing a show earlier today, and somebody asked me about um, – most disappointing teams in the NFL. And I said, Buffalo's got to be right up there at the top. You know, they have a lot of talent and they've had players get hurt. They've had players get suspended. They've now fired their offensive coordinator after they scored 30 some points. It, uh, yeah, it doesn't really <clears throat> look good for the long term over there. And, and it, you know, the thing about Rex Ryan is that he's great for the media. He's so exuberant. He's so charismatic. But the same thing that happened to him in New York is happening to him in Buffalo where after a while people get tired of like cheap quotes and they get tired of jokes and you know one liner and they want to see substance and unfortunately for him uh, he he tends to become more well known for being you know a big personality than he does for being a good coach and I think yeah I think at some point if they can't if they end up like not making the playoffs or end up under 500 I think everybody knows he's probably not going to be the coach there next year and another team that really disappointed me, Jeff, was the Indianapolis Colts. Losing to Detroit. They played well at Denver, but it's like they have no line to protect Andrew Luck. He's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, but no protection. How do you have that big of an investment, but no, don't protect him up front and just get him killed every game? Well, it kind of tells you how good he was, you know, earlier in his career, where, um, you know, that team got the three straight playoffs with him in his first three years. He went to two Pro Bowls in his first two years went to the AFC title game, rookie of the year, like all this stuff happened and they were winning a lot of games. And now you know that he really was carrying them <laughs> during that time. He didn't have yeah. a lot of help. Uh, in fact, it's a scary stat I just heard is that he has never in his career played in a game where anybody on his team ran for a hundred yards. Like wow. it's been almost, it's in his fifth year now. That's never happened. And it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to think of, not just the offensive line, but just the lack of help he's had in the backfield. Uh, but you're right. It, it speaks to the team that Ryan Grigson has put together over there, the Colts general manager. And, and But they got to get it figured out because teams have not caught up to them in their own division. And I think Houston's passed them. And I think Jacksonville's got a good chance that they could actually get things figured out as well. Jacksonville is another team. Like, like, what happened to San Diego this week? I mean, yeah. my God. <laughs> I was like, what, yeah. is, what is this? I thought this was going to be year three. Gus Bradley and his system, they're going to be playing better. I started drinking the Kool-Aid, too, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, every now and then you're going to have a game like that in the NFL. I remember the Patriots coming into Kansas City a couple of years ago on a Monday night and getting just destroyed. I think it was like a... I don't know if it was like a 45 to 10 game or something like that, but they just got manhandled. They wound up winning the Super Bowl that year, you know? So it's like, it's hard to know, but you're going to have some games like that. But I, I do believe that Jacksonville, um, the hype machine has slowed down quite a bit with them. Yeah, because you're right. It's like they got talent, but they got to put it together too. I've got a couple more for you. I'll be in Tennessee this week, Jeff, to cover the Raiders and the Titans. And a report came out that the Titans were fined for their – ownership structure. Do you know really what the issue is with the ownership structure of Tennessee with Amy Adams Strunk being the presiding owner, per se? What's the issue with Tennessee Titans and their ownership structure with the NFL? 
You know, I don't really know, um, to be honest with you, because I saw that story myself and I was traveling and I've been doing a couple other interviews today, but, you know, I, I don't really have all the details of that, but it is sort of strange because I think that the fines were like pretty, um, pretty enormous. Over six <laughs> figures. Almost, almost six figures. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't really know. I, initially, I thought it was a, a question of um, minority hiring or something like that, but I've never really heard about the NFL coming down on people for the way their ownership is structured. So, yeah, it's it's a mystery to me as well. And final one for you, Jeff, is uh, we had another report of another shooting of African-American unarmed, and Colin Kaepernick has been uh, protesting this while kneeling doing the anthem. I just want to get your on how you feel about Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed doing this in the anthem and other protests we've seen with guys raising their fists or locking arms. Are you for guys speaking out and showing where they stand on certain social issues or are you rather them just kind of just cool it and keep it, keep it just the sports? No, I believe not just athletes, but everybody should be able to voice their opinion about things they don't like and things they see that need to be changed. And, you know, my thing with Colin was that I didn't, when he first sat down for the anthem, my problem was that I didn't think, I think I thought what happened, what would happen ended up happening, which was that the message got lost. He wanted to protest police brutality and then people were talking about the flag and the troops and, you know, what, athletes should be doing and what a backup quarterback should be saying. And, and so a lot of things got lost in there. And I wrote a column saying that I don't necessarily believe protests work in today's world. I think people, um, it's like not 1965 anymore. I think actions, um, get a lot more stuff done. And now you have athletes who have power and have access to power. And, and so to me, the real big thing he did that I liked seeing was that he, the flag stuff is whatever you want to do, you can do. I don't, I don't really get caught up in that stuff, but he had a plan beyond that. He started talking about giving money uh, to charities, he started talking about meeting with police officers. And that to me said more about, okay, now you're growing up a little bit because, you know, at some point the, the visual image of the protest goes away. The, the news sexiness of it goes away and you still have to have like a mission. And so what I'm hoping is that everybody who's really like, whether they're holding their fist up or they're kneeling or they're sitting down, whatever, it's like that they are actually thinking about what else can I do? Because there's so much money in sports. Now these guys have so much power. They can bring people together. Um, and a lot of things that as far as police brutality goes, that need to be changed. It's not a sexy process involved in that. You know, you talking about like meeting with police commissioners and, and cops and maybe forming an, an oversight committee with citizens and other people to kind of look at what's happening, like putting money into a legal fund. Those things aren't going to get a lot of headlines, but they do help make change. So it's good to see he's moving in that direction as well. Well, Jeff, I can tell you that I know, I know he plays here in Atlanta in week 15. We're going to try to get, get him on before that game, hopefully to talk to him about it as he comes from the towns. That's something we're trying to work on with the 49ers as well. Hopefully they'll grant us access to him. We hope to make it happen here, talk to him as he, before he comes to play the Falcons here in week 15. But, Jeff, thank you for your time. I know we went a little bit long, but I'm glad you was okay with it, man. I'll do it again with you real soon, Jeff. Thank you as always for your time, brother. No problem, man. Thank you, brother. No problem. Folks, Jeff Chijiha on the Boss Man Show. Come as the Boss Report after the break.
Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focusing on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody. Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. show folks had a great show for you kevin stallings of the pit panthers nicole hoops alexander on the boss man show and jeff tradiha nfl media but you know i get my man his birthday's coming up it's why his name is jc smith 926 because it's coming up real soon we're gonna hit him with that pre and post birthday action the mayor mug shots your favorite boss report participant jc smith what's good bro Bruh, man, you make a brother feel real good, man. Feel real special coming on the Boss Report, dog. Yeah, it's birthday weekend coming up. Turn up, turn up, turn up. You know what I'm saying? The Libras are taking over. It's Libra season. Your boy birthday, September 26th, man. Let's do it, dog. No doubt. We got this Boss Report first, though, bruh. You've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's Boss Report. First story for you, bro, is this. Arizona woman arrested after suffering her man's junk for not making eye contact with her during relations. <laughs> I heard about it. I heard about this story, bro. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Yo, hey, man. Hey. Some people be real into it, man. You know, they want your full, undivided attention if you don't give them your full and undivided attention, you may be without a full member. 
Exactly. It's messed up. Yeah, man. It's messed up, dog. Like, man, like, anybody who do something like that, man, they deserve life in prison, bro. You, you, yeah, you can't, you can't be in open free society and you cutting out, you cutting out junk. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got to be put somewhere, man. Like a, like a maximum security prison or something. Exactly. And Florida teacher arrested after having secret sleepovers with certain quote well endowed students. Wow. Okay. Of course, Florida. Good old Florida. You know they always gonna make a appearance in the ball sport but but bro like my thing is like for instance all right you talking about teachers and, and they get down with students of course you being down there in Atlanta I'm pretty sure you heard all about hashtag teacher base the fine oh, yes, little uh, red bone joint <laughs> yeah who, who who's a brick house you know what I'm saying like bro why couldn't we have teachers like that back in the day fam exactly you know what I'm saying like all my teachers I cannot think of not one attractive teacher I've ever had through uh, pre-K, through senior year in high school, bro, not one. You know what I'm saying? Like, where, you, where are all these teachers? You hear these teachers, they popping up all over the place now. Is it just a generational thing? Did I, did I miss that generational, that generation thing? Did I, did I miss something? I, hey, bro, I know a teacher down in Hernando, a friend of mine went to school with her. She is stacked. And her second grade is me, looks there in her booty all the time, she tells me. That's crazy, dog. Like, like, I, see, I would want to be, I would, I would want to be the age, you know, what I'm saying, or in a grade where I could do something about it. Like, I'm just coming into puberty, exactly. you know, what I'm saying? like ninth grade, tenth grade, you know, what I'm saying, like, where, where were those moments for me, man? I miss those moments, man. Where, like, can I, if I get a redo, if I could ever go back, dog, that was, that's the one thing I want to do in my life, man. I Sleep with my high school teacher. I want, <laughs> I want to find a teacher back. Hashtag teacher back. Hey, yeah. You she be out in the streets, bro. You can find her. She, she out in the streets in the ATL. I've seen her before. I out before. You <laughs> so, seen her out the belt? Yeah, I have before you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. It, it's possible. And now we're going <laughs> to West Virginia, where a woman was arrested after putting her boyfriend's eye out with a cigarette. Forget this. Over forgetting to feed the dogs and wash the, quote, outside window. Ooh, man! Ah, uh, you gotta run that one back by me again, bro. Yeah, okay. Lost me on that one. West Virginia woman arrested after putting her boyfriend's eye out with a cigarette over mm. forgetting to feed the dogs and quote wash the outside windows. Hmm. Man, this kind of goes back to the old girl that was cutting off a dude's junk, man. Like <laughs> some some women, man. Like they demand. They man's full attention, and you got you got. Uh, I guess that's like his, that was his honeydew list, and he didn't he didn't do all the things on the list, so he had to get dealt with, bro. That's the only way I can, I can only way I can explain that one, man. That's crazy, and you know we're in campaigns, elections are coming up, so get this: Florida man arrested after being caught slapping the hell out of man who took down one of his campaign signs. Man, hey, man, people do not play about them campaign signs. And already, you know they ain't playing about it in Florida, man. Florida Florida shouldn't even be a state anymore. Like, Florida should be like its own country. Like, cause they be wilding out down there, man. 
They be tripping. Like, personally, like, straight up, no joke, bro. I'm not even playing right now. Bro, I would be so scared to live in Florida right now. Because you just never know, bro. It could be alligators. It could be panthers. It could be racist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bears. Like, so, yeah, bears. There's so many things that get you in Florida, dog. Like, ain't nobody safe. Ain't, no, ain't nobody straight in Florida, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'd be scared to go to Disney World. Like you said, you got alligators, Disney World, and everything, the resorts. I mean, you may, you may go to Disney World, Mickey Mouse may start popping off on you. You know what I'm saying? You just, just never know, man. Exactly. And we can't shake this, this, this phenomenon, bro. British Pokemon Go players are arrested. I'm still in a boat to chase Pokemon across the lake. Bro, I don't know who I hate more right now. You think a Pokemon player... Or the damn clowns in North Carolina, South Carolina, trying to get little kids. Everybody coming to woods, man. I don't know which one I hate more right about now, man. I thought Pokemon died. The the, the fad died like a couple weeks ago. People are still playing Pokemon. Yes. Why? <laughs> Just why? <laughs> the summer is coming to an end. Like why? Why are people? Why are you still doing these things, man? Like. I mean, like, man, it's, it's TV season. Find a TV show to watch, man. Like, you ain't got to be out there playing Pokemon. It's just that you're 25 and older. Hey, get your ass a job and sit down somewhere. Exactly. And police in Florida on, the, on a search for a Florida man who broke into a home to steal sausages, condoms, and paper towels. Hey, that brother's on a mission. <laughs> he was on a mission. He was like, look, I'm going to be hungry. <laughs> I'm telling you, my girls don't know how to cook. All right, so I'm about to get these get this sausage real quick, get these condoms real quick. You know what I'm saying? And what was the other the other pa- item? Paper towels. Hey, you gotta, gotta clean up. You gotta clean up. You know what I'm saying? After you eat and after you know you do something else, you know you, you have to clean that clean that mess up, man. Exactly, and a Wisconsin Jugaloo arrested after cutting off woman's finger during a quote. Blood drinking ritual. Oh, a Wisconsin who now? A, a, a juggalo or who? A juggalo, yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> Yo gets a good spot. <laughs> is that like a clown or something? Uh, let, let's, okay, let's look up for a juggalo. Let's look that up. Let's, like, let's look that up, man. We got uh, we got to go to the judges on that one. Like, I read it like, what in the hell is a juggalo? Yeah, man. That don't even sound good. I know a juggalo. Yeah, a juggalo is a quote, name given to fans of a group, Insane Clown Posse. Oh, you know what? That was my next guess, man. I I do remember something like, okay, I'm with you now. Um, yeah, because back in the day, you know, growing up in the suburbs in Houston, man, you know, I had some white friends that they swear by Insane Clown Posse, man. And I do remember that that term being used, Juggalo. That's what you describe, describe their fans, man. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay, basically, it's Wisconsin, a lot of white folks up there. Nothing else better to do. Listen to Insane Clown Posse, and they're drinking blood, they're cutting off fingers. That, that sounds reasonable. I can understand that. And this is a story that should scare you. A Florida sinkhole has been discovered leaking radioactive water. Oh, that ain't nothing but God trying to sink Florida. That's all it is. That sinkhole, <laughs> God, God realizes we don't need 50 states. He realizes that we, all we need is 49 right now. And Florida's already, you 
know, it's, it's in the water already. Why not just let the whole thing sink? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was president, I would I would make a declaration. Of, of course, I wouldn't want anybody to die. I'd evacuate everybody from Florida. And then I, well, not everybody. Some of them fools need to go on ground. You know, the folks that are down there really cutting up, acting a fool. Especially a lot of these people in the Baltimore stories in Florida, yeah. they need to go on, they need to go on drown, man. But I would just just dynamite the hell out of Florida to where it would just drop. <laughs> it would just drop off in the water, bro. Cause like we don't need Florida. Do we really need Florida? Other, other than Miami, what is Florida good for? Lots of got a house in Orlando, bro. <laughs> Oh, I'm tripping. All right, my bad. All right, man. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I could move it to, to Georgia, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, man, go move to Atlanta, dog. We, we'll look, we'll get a GoFundMe account, bro. We can raise enough money, man. Go ahead, get you another house in, in Georgia, dog. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey. Well, here we go. Then we're going to Georgia, right in my backyard. Georgia man arrested after secretly taping women showering at the local Marriott. Hey, is it me? I think in my younger days, I would have done something like that. I, I kind of, I kind of, I can understand pervs like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As long as, yeah, as long as you ain't looking at kids and nothing like that. I mean, hey, what's wrong with a guy carving out a little peephole? You know what I'm saying? Look at a woman in the shower. What's wrong with that? And now, the I would go as far as yeah, I wouldn't go as far as like them dudes looking at girls on the toilet and all that. Oh, I ain't doing all that. You know what I'm saying? Man. But yeah, that's, that's too that's too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But hey, in the show, I don't see nothing wrong with that. And here we go. We're going to Florida again, bro. Florida <laughs> man arrested after shuffleboard rage attack at Senior Healthcare Center. Hey, even the senior citizens be wilding, man. You know. <laughs> That's how it go down in Florida. You know, like, I can see, I can really see that, like, in the old folks' home in Florida. Like, I bet they be wilding out, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I bet it go down, man. It's like Grand Theft Auto. Down fighting there, over bro. juice and milk and Yeah, man, they fighting, over, they fighting over the remote. I'm still going to watch Family Feud, Murder, She Wrote. Like, like it's a real life, life or death situation going on down there at the nursing homes, bro, down there in Florida. Got jailbird here. Penitentiary pigeon caught sneaking a cell phone into Colombian jail. I got two phones, one for the bird, one for the <laughs> <laughs> Man, yo. Hey man, hey, you gotta be resourceful, you know, when you're in prison, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got you gotta be a real resourceful type of cat, man, to get things in and out. You know, that's Whoever did that, they talented, first of all. I think, matter of fact, they need, they need to get early release, get parole. But even even devising a team like that, that's very talented, man. Exactly. And a Florida woman is arrested after going to the hospital, bro, with a dead shark attached to her arm. Damn. Oh, my God. All right. So, with the, oh, so the shark was dead, right? Yes. But it was still... Still attached to the arm there. Yeah, she got a. I, I would. She, I say what now? She was arrested. Going to the hospital with the dead charge still attached to the arm. And they arrested her. Yes. Like it was her fault. Yeah. <laughs> That's messed up, man. So they have my arm gone with y'all arresting <laughs> me, really? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Only in 
right? Shark Tank. Yeah, man. That's crazy, bro. Well, a Russian woman is arrested after telling police she was raped by a Pokemon Go character. <laughs> she took it to around here getting ass, man. Okay. All right. Hey, man. Hey, she she Russian. See, I take I take these stories and I take key parts out of them. And I make I can make sense out of it. She's Russian, right? Yeah. All right. You know, Russians are known to drink drink vodka, drink a lot of vodka. Maybe she was just loaded on some good gray goose. You know what I'm saying? And she probably did get it in. At the same time, the dude was probably playing Pokemon. And there you go. She put two and two together, and she said Pikachu got it. That's that's all. That's the only way you can really you know sum that story up, man. Exactly. And this story is pretty nasty. Uh, Florida man arrested after a golf cart DUI after he was caught jerking off at his parents' retirement home and trying to get off to the nurses. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot moving pieces to this story, man. It's a lot of pieces going on with this story here, man. So I'm just going to summarize it. Um, it's Florida. That's all that's it, man. It's Florida. Like, what What else can you expect? Like, I'm not even surprised. Like, I used to be surprised back in the day when you used to tell me some of these stories. I, nothing, boss. I, I thought you were making some of these stories up, bro. But now I realize, I realize this is Florida, man. That's how they get down. It's just commonplace to have a guy jerking off on the golf cart, DUI, at a nursing home. Like, that's, that's an everyday thing in Florida, man. Exactly. Bro, I ain't that good at making this stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that good to make this stuff up. I know it. I can't I think, right, I can't think, I can't think of stuff this, this crazy. It, I just put it on paper. Bro, I'm telling you, man. God bless Florida and no, and no place else. Oh. Um, Fight breaks out at a Golden Corral in Virginia involving a 30-inch chicken roasting skewer. Ooh, okay. Now, when fights break out here in Memphis at a establishment, more times than not, it's been like a Chuck E. Cheese or something like that. You know, there's been plenty of plenty of fights uh, going on at Chuck E. Cheese here. But what, it was there. It was in Virginia, right? Yes. Okay, Golden Corral. All right, I can probably assume the demographic that was uh, at this uh, uh, Golden Corral in Virginia. You know what I'm saying? And that's probably how they get down. You know, you know they fight over the buffet. You know they fight over the 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 chocolate flowing fountain. You know what I'm saying? The Golden Corral. You know, MFA some good food, good eating at uh, at the Golden Corral there, man. So you know, I can see some things popping off. Maybe you had like a family feud, like the Hatfield and McCoy. We're kicking in Golden Corral, and some things popped out. Somebody said something about somebody's mama, and then it was on from there. Exactly. We got some more Florida crazies for you, bro. Bitter broad arrest after asking a hitman to sell her ex-husband to international sex slavery. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... The woman was trying to sell her husband? Yes. To an international secretary? Yes. Oh, man. Ooh. Man. Bob, I don't even know where to go on that. Man, you tell me. You tell me about this. How you feel about it, bro? I don't even know where to go on this. This messed up. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> this <laughs> it's like, you stopped me, bro. That's hard to do. You stopped me. I, I, can't, I can't even give you nothing on this. Just divorce the man at that point. 
a cruel world. What, what, what do you do? That, that was that day. You want to sell them to an international sex ring, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> At least he didn't clean his junk off. Hey, well, there you go. <laughs> he allowed to keep his junk so she can make the money off of him. There you go. And this happened this weekend in the news here in Atlanta. Georgia man was arrested after exposing his junk in the middle of Lynx Mall saying, quote, Ladies, this is the best junk of all. Come get it. Uh, is, is it Lynx? Yes, Lynx Mall and Buckhead, a mall I don't go to for various reasons. Yeah, I've been there for various reasons. I've been there. I can understand where you're coming from. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty sure if he did that, it wasn't ladies that was coming running. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't no ladies. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's a mall I don't frequent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude, I swear to God, and this was like six years ago when I went down there to the league square ball. Bruh, I thought it was the Twilight Zone. I had never seen nothing like it in my life, fam. I was, I, I didn't know what to do, bruh. I was scared. Look. I didn't know what to do. I go to South DeKalb Mall in Decatur, South Lake in Lenox, and not, not in Lamarro. I go to the North Lake Mall in Tucker. I make go to the Primitive Mall in Dunwoody. But I do not go to Cumberland <laughs> Mall or Lynx Mall. Because I I've know... Been, I've been to Cumberland, yeah. I, I know uh, I'm not going to be very happy with what I see. Bruh. Hey, it's like a... It's, it's a mafia down there, bruh. You better, <laughs> not piss, you better not make one of them bad. That's your ass, literally. Exactly. Exactly. So, look at this one. Florida man's arrested, bro. After firing rounds from a musket at Pokemon Go players in his subdivision. <laughs> hey, man. I, I, people are pissed. They mad. pissed off about these damn Pokemon folks just coming in their yard, man. <laughs> like, me, me and old boy who shot the musket, like, we need to start a, uh, a coalition, a militia. Like, we need to, <laughs> we need to be vigilante against these folks. Playing Pokemon in the neighborhood, but <laughs> that's you know three stories already. There are Pokemon already. Three stories. I just knew this thing was gonna die down, man, but it hasn't. And then these folks still. I told you about the one person that ran in my yard, man. They almost got dealt with. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. And New York man arrested after robbing. $600 from a 93 year old woman's bra saying, quote, I knew she had money in them sagging things. <laughs> it's gold. It's gold in them there mountains. Uh, um, <laughs> hey, man, you know, that's what back in the day, remember, like, your, your grandmama, uh, your, your auntie, like, back in the day, remember, that's where they kept, you know, kept a little spare change, kept a little couple of dollars, like, huh, baby, they reaching them, them 38 triple D's. They reach in there and give, and give you that titty money, man. Had titty rims to do on and everything, bro. So, hey, he, he knew where to go. He knew where to go. He, he probably remember back in the day. That's where, you know, his grandmama and them probably, that's how he got some money off of. Exactly. And Florida man arrested after attacking the whole Popeye's crew staff with a dining room chair for getting his living piece wrong, giving him mild, spicy white rather than, than spicy <laughs> he got a mouse and spicy beat him with the damn uh, dining room 
serious. It's the serious business, staff. bro. <laughs> Don't play. Especially at Popeye's, bro. You know how when you're driving by Popeye's and you can smell it? Yeah. Oh, it's the best smell in the world, man. And especially if you're hungry. All right, you pull up. My man was probably tired, had a long day at work. He smelled that good aroma, uh, that good aroma coming from Popeye's. He's like, man, let me give you a good 11-piece, mild, spicy, well, whatever, whatever you order. I can see folks cutting up when they order ain't right, especially at Popeye's. You have to wait a long time, too, probably. Thank you. I was just about to say that. You know how they make you wait because they, they, they just dropped in the fryer there. They're going to make you wait a good five, ten minutes. And, you know, he, he probably was waiting and... He, he opened the box up, eating in the car, like, oh, hell no. It was all mild, not spicy. Yeah. He, he yeah. went off. Got the kind of... I can understand it. them all up back there with the kind of chair. <laughs> I understand, man. Like, I've had those moments also at Popeye's, bro. Like, it is serious. Like, like you cool if somebody messes up your order at McDonald's. But don't mess up my chicken. You know what I'm saying? Don't He's mess saying. up my chicken, bro. You mess, Messing with my chicken is like messing with my emotions. You don't mess with that, bro. Boston men arrested after bringing weapons to World Pokemon Championships. <laughs> so now there's the World Pokemon Championship, huh? Yes, unfortunately. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, and what kind of weapon they, they bought there? What was <laughs> They bought guns and machetes. And machetes? Like, somebody should have blew... Just blow, blow it up, man. Blow up the World Pokemon Challenge, please. All right, like the fool who tried to do a little terrorist attack in New Jersey. Why not just go ahead and blow up the Pokemon Championship while you're at it? You know what I'm saying? Like, do it all the favor, man. Like, if you're going to bomb something, make, make, it, make it a worthwhile cause, man. Bomb the Pokemon Championship, bro, because everybody in that thing lives with their mama. They, they in the basement. They got no job. Like, you would be doing us all a favor, bro. You, you know, you'd be, you'd be a credit to your society if you would blow up the Pokemon Championship. Exactly. And final story for you this week, bro, was this. Florida man arrests after biting multiple females' asses on South Beach due to, quote, his overexcitement due to monstrous donks and enlightening breast glistens. Bro, I've never been to Miami, but I, I've heard some things. I've heard some things that will definitely make you want to do the act that that, uh, that, that individual did there. So, I, now I could, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't be a, uh, uh, what's the word there? Now I would be a serial ass fighter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if I saw one, if I saw one, I probably would. If I was, you know, got some liquid courage, you know, ran up on them, I'd probably do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not going to eat a, eat a whole a whole gang of asses. Just this one. Just one. Exactly. So, bro, what is your take on today's report? <laughs> hey, man, you know, this, this is another fantastic edition of the Boss Report. Um, thank God for Florida because they, they provide a lot of these stories that, that we talk about. And it, it's a crazy-ass world we live in, bro. Now, that's all I can say, man. We, 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 live in, we are truly living in the last day, bro. Exactly. When we have five Pokemon stories on one on one report, that's a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad day. So before you go, bro, what's got going on for your birthday? What you got going on, Mud Shots? Man, I know you're gonna throw it up real big, man. 
bruh, it is going down this weekend, man. You know, normally I, I, you know, I do a little bit. I don't try to do too much, man. But you know what? Like this year, man, I'm turning 36, I'm going to get it in this weekend, man. Of course, you know, I'm the mayor of Bugshots. You know, Friday night is going down. Five for one drinks. The best karaoke party in the city going down in Bugshots. 8014 Club Center Drive. Get up with me on Facebook if you're in the town, man. If you're in Memphis this weekend, you're looking for something to do, man. Come holler at your boy at Bugshots, man. I got you. And then, you know, man, Saturday night, I'm going to be up in the Ville, man. Nashville, Kanye West concert. You know what I'm saying, man? After the show, you know, we're going to chop it over my main man, the boss man. We're gonna, hey, man, we we going to wreck shop. We're going to wreck shop in downtown Nashville, bro. For sure, my man. And for sure, we definitely do that, bro, no doubt. So, folks, we just boss support the boss man show. Boss man show.com. Yeah. And if you don't know, now you know, you know. Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com consulting.com once again www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24 or you can call me at 404-542-607 once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it.